Welcome to Round Hill Radio, the podcast Round Hill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we talk about when we talk about faith. On today's episode, we welcome members of the team who recently returned from the Holy Land and get to hear their stories. on Hill Radio. I'm Leslie, and today I'm joined by some very special guests here in the choir roving room of podcast recording. I am joined by Caroline Lazara, Joe Hewley, and Christine Boys. Hi, everybody! Hi! Hi, how are you? Welcome. Is this all your first podcast? Yes. Yes. Oh, this is all very exciting. This is all very exciting. So, you guys were on the Jerusalem trip. Yes. Now, devoted listeners of the Roundhill Radio podcast We've already heard Dan's episode where he was telling us about it, and he did a, he recorded a podcast a few weeks mm-hmm. ago that came out right before this one. Oh. So people will know a little bit about it. <laughs> I haven't published it yet. <laughs> You're not behind, Christine. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> We're recording this in advance. That's we right. like to plan ahead if we can. Yes. Um, but I'm curious what inspired you guys to say that is a trip I want to go on. Caroline, why did you decide to go? Um, we decided over a year ago to go as soon as the information came out. Um, we decided that we probably would never have an opportunity like this to go in a church led group with a pastor. And it's after being there, you certainly know that you don't get the same type of tour experience or everything experience without being in a group. And if you're a Christian with somebody who is very familiar with the scriptures that relate to the places that we visited. So um, it was, you know, a year and a half in the making for us and saying, okay, we're going to do it and commit to being there at at that time of year. So I don't remember exactly when we found out about this trip, but uh, for me, it was going to a place where I never thought I would really go in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, so it was a, an incredible opportunity that suddenly popped up and my schedule was available. My calendar was fairly free at that time. And um, so I said to my husband, we really should go on this trip because this would be a wonderful experience. And he said, really let's think about it and I said well I think I really would like to go and uh, because I feel I've been with the church not as a member but singing for a long time and what has drawn me here is people are very open-minded and I didn't want to go on a trip with a very narrow folk with people who have a very narrow focus but Mm -hmm. a wider uh, approach to um, this kind of a destination. Yeah, because it can okay. it can draw up a lot of topics of conversation, yes. right? Yes, so exactly. Going with a, a community <laughs> you did. feel comfortable with already. Yes, and with friends. Yes, yes. So. yes. What about you, Joe? Well, the reason I became involved is I was on the executive committee, and this is part of a program we were trying to get going where we could engage um, some of our older members in something that they might be interested in. And so I was at the meeting when Dan said, let's go to the Holy Land. 
And Susie said that. I said, absolutely. And the other part, quite frankly, was the cost. It was very inexpensive for what we got. Mm -hmm. Um, I get mailers all the time, as I'm sure everyone does, if you belong Mm -hmm. to National Geographic and places like that. And similar trips are twice as much. So it was definitely not a luxury trip. But no. I thought it was, <laughs> but it was very appropriate, and for where we went. Yes. Mm-hmm. And nobody minded that it wasn't a luxury trip. We all just rolled with it. Yes. And yeah. laughed yeah. about it sometimes. <laughs> but it wasn't like we were staying in hostels or no, anything. No. Right. It was, no. It was. But, a step uh, up. It was. <laughs> Not sure how high Plus, Hostel Plus. So I'm picturing you guys, you're, you have the year and a half or the year or wait between when you sign up to go and you go. I'm sure you're building a lot of expectations in your minds. So when the expectations hit reality, what was maybe one of the biggest surprises for you guys of when expectation met? You mean on the, the trip? The, yeah. When you got to the trip? When rubber the met trip? the road, yeah. I think the surprise was that I got really emotional in certain places and I didn't expect that because you think, you know, it's such old history you're confronted with. 2,000 years ago plus. uh, And yet, when you go to Jerusalem to the Garden Tomb, Mm -hmm. I got emotional because you said, oh my God, all the things that happened here that we know from Bible stories and from reading standard and just from talking. It is incredible to go into a cave tomb. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of caves we went to. A lot, yeah. And I, I didn't realize that there was so much living being done in caves mm. uh, yeah, yeah. over 2,000 years yeah. ago. That was caves yeah. made a lot of things possible. Yeah. That's where a lot of happened. Things happened. Yeah. And at the same time, places that I thought would be much more emotional. Yes. I don't know if it was because the crowds at the time of year we were there. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, okay, move along. <laughs> we actually came back the week before Holy, before Easter. So it, people were starting to gather. And it was getting more and more crowded. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. It's not just a snapshot of the time of Christ. It's also everything that happened afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's kind of interesting to see how different people in different generations over the millennial um, have viewed Christ's life and what what went on and how they tried to protect things and compete for the space. It's very interesting dynamic in the Holy Land. Dan was talking about how it feels like it's civilizations on top of each other and these layers of history and the fight for modernity over versus keeping history protected, that, that, that tension. Yes. It's kind of interesting. One particular place was really brought that home. We were at, um, I think it was um, um, Jesus's mother Mary's um, home. Was that where Magdalene. it was? 
where they had where the Romans people were going there pilgrims were going there to worship where her home was believed to be and so the Romans to try to suppress the Christians early on built one of their temples on top of it so it's one of the sites that we knew pretty sure with certainty that that's where it was right because they had done that then later Christians came and they were able to build a church on top of that because they knew where it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and I you was... saw the excavations and it was several stories down. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was. So the Dracula. Romans put a pin in that spot. They did. Because the funny thing is, I feel, I always wonder with situations like that if it's one of those like George Washington slept here yeah. kind of things where there's like 700 different sites that are all the, this amazing place for the, you know, to be cynical, the tourist dollars. I get very cynical about these things. Mm -hmm. Well, there are places that are disputed. Yeah. And this may have been around here. This might, this Bible story might have happened. We sort of think it's around this area. And then there are places where there's no dispute at all. Mm -hmm. It happened here. This was the place we know. And that was just fascinating. Yeah. Did you? We didn't get to to talk to you, Caroline, about a, a surprise. Did you have any particular surprises or, or moments? No, not really. It was no. all a good surprise. A good surprise. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing was. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, before um, the weeks leading up to it, I kept haranguing Dan about uh, uh, when I realized that the the dirt the soil, everything had been built up over the years that we wouldn't, I, I imagined when I first thought about going on the trip that we'd be walking on the path that Jesus walked. Yeah. But you're not. You're walking, you know, 30 feet higher. Right. So mm -hmm. I kept haranguing him about where can I, where can I be that Jesus definitely was? You know, it'd the have to be. The house of Caiaphas. Remember right. the yes. steps? The house yeah. of Caiaphas. Right. Yeah. So we, we actually had, we, saw yes. the We yeah. did steps. get to see yes. places where he actually walked had they ex ex what's that word excavated, excavated. it out yes yeah yes. wow mm -hmm. yeah. so some places right. you were able hillside. to do that yep. but most of the places it's they would say well we believe he was here we believe this happened in this location and you weren't 100 percent sure but some places we knew mm -hmm. that's amazing so i think what was also fascinating in some of the places like um Caesarea, then uh, in some of um like Betjean, and then old Jericho, just before we went to Jericho, where mm -hmm. there have been excavations where they found uh, uh, that there were settlements 10,000 years ago, uh, from 10,000 years ago, uh, you realize how long people have lived in this area and mm -hmm. for how many times people have been conquered by other tribes mm -hmm. and... People must have been killed. People lost everything. A new ruler came in. And then yet again, another um, uh, ruler conquered, mm -hmm. fought for this area and conquered. Yes. And the timelines at some of these um, sites that were excavated were not one long vertical tablet, but three or four. Wow. Because the area has been fought over so, long, so, so many, many times. times. Right. And I know... And the, you know, and when new history starts, or when a new, new uh, leadership comes into place, they like to shape 
the previous history mm -hmm. too. So it's mm -hmm. all such a difficult task for those trying to preserve it. Yeah, and in Bethlehem you realize, I think, that they're still fighting and there is not going to be peace for a very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, it, I, I found that really thought-provoking and sad in a way, what we saw uh, there, because the Palestinians live, it looks poorer, the area, the mm -hmm. West yes. Bank area, poorer. There's more garbage there. You, you see people leading their lives, but you wonder what are their goals? Can they have personal goals? What can they be striving toward? Mm -hmm. Because there is a lot of difficult influence coming from Israel. They are mm -hmm. quite controlling of what happens in the Palestinian area. And uh, they don't, I think they don't want them to become too independent. Um, I just found that very, I didn't expect to actually see mm -hmm. signs of that. Sure. But there are also so many surveillance cameras. You walk, you go through the, we were in our bus and we went through the wall and the towers and on some of the paths, you see these structures with seven, eight surveillance cameras. I actually took pictures because I said, I've never seen anything like this. Wow. We have a neighbor who is Israeli, and uh, when I said to him, you know, is it a safe place to go? And he said, absolutely. Nothing will happen to you. They know where you are all the time. At all times, <laughs> yes. They do. Yep. They do. Cameras everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. That is really interesting. So, just asking a totally new question now. So, what, I saw some pictures. What was the Madaba map? What was that place? I saw the pictures of it on Facebook that you guys posted. It looked really interesting. You mean the map of the city? It was the, like a map of the mosaic. mosaic. Oh, the mosaic. Oh. Clearly it's stuck in your mind. Oh, no, no, no. I remember <laughs> That was to the end. We were so full <laughs> of impressions. Our you brains know? were full. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the Maraba map, yes. It's the largest mosaic. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and, and it's still there that exists for in its original form and it's pieces of the original and then they've recreated it on the wall. I think mm -hmm. that that's, mm -hmm. and that's in the main kind of downtown area of Madaba. It's interesting because <laughs> it, it shows, um, it, it reinforces some of the things in the Bible because you see different names of places mm -hmm. and, uh, Historians were able, and archaeologists were able to tell from this map that some of the stories in the Bible were accurate and where they happened, and, and it proved things. Oh. Yeah. The Jordan River leading into the Dead Sea and all the way over to the Mediterranean, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I wanted to know, as you guys look back on the trip, is there a single memory that sticks out to you, a single or a few like moments that pop out. You're nodding, Caroline. Yeah, um, for me it was the last day in Metabao when we were at the top of Mount Nebo, and that's where there's no dispute about it. Where Moses stood as he was leading the people to the promised land, and it's at the top of the mountain. 
we stood there, we looked out to what was the promised land, and it didn't look very promising. I mean, it's beautiful, but it's desert. Yeah. And behind you is what is now Jordan, but it's green, and there are olive trees, and there there's grass, and there were flowers when we were there. And that's what they were leaving to go to the desert because God had told Moses, go and take the people and you'll have a better life. And it doesn't look that way. It really <laughs> so was a leap of faith. It, it, wow. it, there's nothing, no other way to describe mm-hmm. it. So um, I talked to the children about this in my children's message a couple of weeks ago and that, that Moses really did have to trust in God and that we can always put our trust there because he led him but standing there and just thinking about that overwhelming, what was behind them and what they were leaving and what they were going toward didn't look very promising wow. at all. It was beautiful, but just not when you think, okay, how are we going to climb down from here? And how are we going to get food? And there's not water ahead of us and all of those things. Right. Um, but they did it. It's amazing. If you, pl- if you think of the... the- the image of that and applying it to when we have to take leaps of faith. And I, I think you and I are a similar Caroline that we go, okay, how are we going to do this? And how do I get through this? And we want to know the particulars. And are you I, claiming to be organized, Leslie? <laughs> no, I'm claiming to be slightly neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> you I are like, the, one of the most organized people I know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm a planner. I like the details. <laughs> they make me feel better. <laughs> One day at a time, one, one step yeah. at a time. That's we had right. roads. They didn't have any roads. Well, they I just had exactly. sandy hills, yes. and they were not very inviting. You get a little bit of an idea what it must have been like, because when you come down from Mount Nebo through these the very, at times, steep road and curvy road, yes. you see Bedouin settlements, like lots, two, lots. three raggedy tents uh-huh. with animals, and the Bedouins live there. And they choose to live there. Mm-hmm. And you say to yourself, it still looks biblical in places. In some places. It does. Yeah. Because they've yeah. not chosen to assimilate, even though they've been given multiple opportunities, especially yes. in Jordan, to mm-hmm. resettle and have homes and not live that lifestyle and have their children educated. They've not, many of them have not chosen mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. that and to assimilate. It's all, to me, one of the things that was very interesting was the vast distances that, you know, particularly Jesus and his ministry. I mean, I don't know how he had Walked. time to preach. He was, these distances are great. And he was walking one place and then to another and then to another <laughs> place. It's like, wow, it's amazing. Definitely would, he'd wear out his Fitbit. If you had <laughs> yeah, how many? A lot more than ten thousand steps a day. I think so. And it's funny during our trip, we were doing twelve to fourteen thousand steps every day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wow. such a cool yeah. thing to have those. I, I never even, I never even traced friends. it. Oh, didn't you? No, I did. I had it on, but I didn't trace it. Oh, you should so. you should sync with your phone. I'd be curious to see. It is. Oh, the topography was, in one way, surprising. I don't. I mean, I've been to the desert different deserts this was it was just different Mm because it it would be very deserty and then there'd be these great mountains and then when we were in galilee it was very lush and green and it was just 
beautiful, but very different than what in a, I had in, in very, my mind. Yeah, so. in a very, in a very um, sparse way. Yes, it was beautiful. Yeah, it was also interesting as we were coming to the Dead Sea. There, the Dead Sea is receding; it's shrinking, mm -hmm. and there is a wide stretch of land where you are not supposed to walk because they have. Sinkholes? Is that what they call it? Yeah. Yes. Because the land is... Shifting. Shifting. Mm -hmm. Ever-changing, ah. yes. people cannot even walk there. Mm -hmm. and also, well, on the road, okay. they, they've had to reroute the road. Yes. To go. You can see where it was going straight along, and then there's been a big sinkhole, so they've rerouted it uh -huh. inland, <laughs> yeah. and then it comes back out along the Dead there Sea. There is certainly yeah. a different aura about that place from any other vacation yeah. place that I have gone to. Yeah. And I've been to a lot of these historical places in Europe, never in the Middle East. Yeah. Uh, but it has a definitely has a different aura. Didn't you feel that way? Well, I think it was also we were very lucky because they had um, unusual rain. They had more rain than they normally mm -hmm. get. Mm -hmm. And so everything was lush and green and growing when we were there. So we got to see the real contrast between the desert areas and the areas that are that fertile. have water. Yeah, the yeah. fertile areas. And and one of the things I learned on the trip that I didn't realize was why Jerusalem? Why were they fighting over Jerusalem? Why'd they settle there? Well, because it's up in the mountains and it's got water. So they were trying to get out of the desert and get up to where the water was. And when the stories say going up to Jerusalem... It's it up. is up. definitely it is up. up. Is we it walked really? it one day. Yeah. We walked, yes. and boy, did we walk! Wow, yeah. it wasn't just flat walking. Mm -mm. That's amazing. So, I have one very important question left. It's for you, Christine. Ooh, what was it like to ride a camel? <laughs> you know, uh, there we were in Petra. There were all these their Bedouins who bring their camels in, and that's how they try to make money uh -huh. and they're all around you they say camel ride camel ride of course I knew my husband would never go on a camel and I actually I don't know what made me do it <laughs> but I knew I had $20 in my wallet and I said this man is working so hard to sell his camel ride he really deserves for somebody to get on this camel so I I looked at my husband he said if you want to go, go. So I took out my $20 bill, gave it to him. This is my one chance in life to get on a camel. I gave him my $20. He was very nice. He helped me on the camel. Uh, it is very shaky to be on a camel because it's not a very wide saddle you sit in. So I was holding on in front and holding on in the back. And he said, relax, relax. You have to relax and you will be fine. So I tried to relax and have a conversation. This is what he does for his living. He has lived, he has done this for I don't know how many years. He had two camels there. And he basically guided me through. It wasn't very long. I wasn't on the camel for very long. But it was just the one opportunity. And for as long as I was there, it was fun. I certainly didn't mean to be the focus of the whole group. No. <laughs> she was done it. I had but heard when, that. Then, of course, it was time to, <laughs> to go. I'd never got to explore the back part of Petra because yeah. I got on this camel. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Uh, and then it was time to get off the camel. And the camel's front legs fold backwards. And you suddenly think <laughs> you're going to fall off. And I held on for dear life. He said, fine, you're fine. <laughs> he spoke English remarkably well. And he also told me he spoke other languages. And then, of course, the hind legs fold. Then you think you're falling backwards. <laughs> it's a roller coaster. <laughs> and, but he helped me off. And he was, he was very nice about it. And, you know, I just showed my granddaughter the picture. This is only writing up. It's very. It's a great picture. It's the only reason I knew it happened. There's a picture on Facebook. It it was nervous. (laughs) I I was nervous, but it was a it was now or never kind of moment. Once in a lifetime. Once in a lifetime. Now you have ridden a camel. Yes. I love it. Thank you, Christy. You know, we didn't really talk about the Dead Sea that much. Oh yeah. There's lots about the Dead Sea. Oh yes. Very interesting. And the River Jordan. Yes. The baptism yeah, at the River baptism. Jordan. Maybe we need a part two of this episode. We do. We do. <laughs> because, uh, you know, when we were in the Dead Sea, we sent back pictures to Linda to publish them yeah. on the website. And I think she left out a bunch of pictures because it looks like we're standing around. Yes. Oh. And we're in 40 feet of water. That's yes. how buoyant it is. What? When, when really? You, yeah, I didn't when, realize we were that deep. When you go out to the... the to the tie line? To the tie line. It's, I uh, the tie line, it's so 40 So it looks feet. like you're just waiting. It but looks you're, like you're standing you just... You can't. You can't. You can't wade. Oh, yeah. You automatically... You just flip back? You flip back. So crazy. But it was yeah. kind of interesting. So there. when you balance yourself and you were upright... Uh-huh. It, it, it It's up to your midsection. It yeah. really looks like you're just standing in water. There was a picture with... You, Janet, and Dan, and there was a fourth person there. He was not part of our group. He just oh, came in for the I thought you were actually standing. That was Jesus. Was did, you oh. <laughs> did you have a Dead Sea photo ball? That's Susie, amazing. Susie took about 45 pictures on she, your camera. Yeah, she did. She oh. had your camera. Yeah, and she, she did. She took them. She was the official photographer that day when oh. those of us that went in, which was an ordeal changing and everything yes. getting down oh, there. Yes. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Well, thank yeah. you all so much thank you. for being on this episode. This is so fun. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. And I will uh, we'll see you again in a couple weeks, dear listeners. Bye. <laughs> This is Jim from Sarasota, Florida. Thank you for listening to Round Hill Radio. This podcast is brought to you by the members and friends of Round Hill Community Church. You can listen to more episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, and roundhillcommunitychurch.org. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks.